Welcome to Zimmerman Podcast, episode 45. Today, I'm welcoming the Catherine Jo Wakeham of Crim Brands back to the podcast. If you missed the first two parts of this series, make sure you go back and listen to episodes 41 and 43. They are short, sweet, and super practical. You're going to love them. I'm so thankful to have Catherine on Zimmerman Podcast for four mini episodes where she's going to share her branding genius with us, both big picture ideas and detailed tips. Today, Catherine and I are talking about how specific fonts can help communicate your story, tone, and personality. I'm sharing a big font misstep I made in the early days of Zimmerman events that literally caused me to lose out on a client. Catherine is basically telling us how to communicate feeling through font, and it is genius. Keep listening to catch all of Catherine's amazing insight. All right, you ready? Let's do it. Welcome to the Zimmerman Podcast with your host, CEO, wedding professional, educator, and mom, Jessica Zimmerman. In just two years, Jessica went from facing bankruptcy to taking home a six-figure salary. She turned a business-saving $100,000 loan into a million-dollar empire. As a creative entrepreneur, a healthy work-life balance seems just as unattainable as a six-figure income. But Jessica Zimmerman is here to show you it's possible. With the right tools and insider tips and some hard work, your craziest dreams can become your daily routine. If you set some boundaries and commit to healthy changes, you can create a business and a life you love. So let's make your business work for you. All right. Welcome back, Catherine. I think you're officially the guest with the most repeat visits, <laughs> and we are so lucky to have you back. So today, you're going to help walk us through the process of choosing brand fonts. So I think this could possibly be the most overwhelming part. <laughs> maybe mm -hmm. not, but, but maybe is, is it for you when you're working on a brand for someone? Oh, I would be embarrassed to tell you how long we look for fonts for clients. It is, it can be a black hole for sure, but it's a really fun black hole, which is part of the problem. But today I want to give you guys some really simple steps and tools that I think are going to give you some clarity. In our last episode, Jessica was talking about how you've got to make a decision and the same thing goes with fonts. Yeah. You just got to, you just got to make a choice. You've got to go look and, and then you've got to make a decision. And I think maybe on our first episode together, I talked about getting inspiration from other websites that you like in different industries. Don't look at your own industry because you're going to end up making a copy of, of someone else. And, and I want to give this example because when I was trying to do before, before I hired you and I did my branding on my own, all I was doing was looking at other wedding websites. And the big trend then was those watercolor fonts. And so I was like, oh, we got to have a, you know, kind of a watercolor scripty font. That's when the like handwriting, hand lettering fonts were mm -hmm. really big too. So I was like, yeah, we got to have that. And I don't think I would have ever picked that out on my own. I genuinely believe I chose one of those kind of hand lettering fonts because I saw them on so many other wedding websites and thought, oh, well, that's that's what you have to have. And what I think is really interesting is one of my first really good potential client appointments that I had 
I was so excited about it. And the meeting went really well. And then they ended up not booking with me. And I called them and I said, Hey, I just, I just really enjoyed working with you. And I listen, no hard feelings, but I want to work with people like you in the future. And I'm just wondering if you could give me any feedback, like, is there anything that, that we did or we could have done better? And the mom told me that she could not read the proposal because (laughs) of the hand lettering font. We had used that font in the title and, and on the prices. So she couldn't prices because they were in this like really scripty font. And I thought, Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. We got to change that. And so we changed the font and we never looked back, but that's why I say, don't go be inspired necessarily by your industry. Just go get research and, and, and look at things that grab your eye because in, in other industries and, and get an idea of font that way. So that's my own personal font story. Um, so let me just say, I was super happy when I hired you and then you chose my fonts. Let's dive in. How do you choose fonts? How do you even, how do you even start? Where do you, where do you, where do you begin? Well, fonts are communication. So first and foremost, they need to be legible. Jessica makes a great point. I love that story. I think I just teared up a little bit crying and trying to not like laugh really loud while you were telling that story. That is hilarious. I'm pretty sure it was like pale pink too. Like it just Uh everything going against it. Everything. (laughs) Oh no, the odds were stacked against that proposal. But yeah, you want your thoughts to communicate for you. You have an important message to share no matter what business you're in. And so the font needs to be readable, first of all. But second of all, it needs to communicate the right tone. So a font, you need to think of it, it's it's almost like a volume level slash accent, um, like a dialect type thing. You know, a font, it has a whole personality to it, is my point. And so the way you say words is going to change how they're perceived, right? I could say something really loud. I could shout it like from the rooftop. I could shout it in someone's ear angrily, or I could say it just gently and calmly and peacefully. Obviously, the way you say words really changes how they're understood. And you have to keep in mind, fonts are going to do that on some level as well. So when it comes to picking your fonts, I want you to think about feeling. Um, Think about what does this feel like? And then making sure it's legible. But then also another good thing to keep in mind is, does this font come in multiple weights? You might think about like regular, bold, or heavy, um, or maybe like thin, extra light. Those are like some common names for font weights. Want to know the first step to booking more clients? You've got to have a website. And not just any website, but a site built to book. If you're just starting your business, you're probably wondering how you can share about your work, gain clients, and start making money. The answer to all of these things is your website. When I first started my business, I didn't have the money to pay a professional brand expert to create the brand you see here today, but I didn't have to. I used the resources I had to invest in my business and create a brand that would attract the type of client I wanted to work with, supported by a website that was built to transform searching brides into lifelong clients. 
If you want a simple guide to how to create a site that books without having to invest thousands in a branding expert before you're ready, you need a winning website. To learn more, go to ZimmermanPodcast.com slash website. That's ZimmermanPodcast.com slash website. Every font that you've chosen for me, you, there there have been there have been all kinds of different weights, and they, they go from being super thin to really you know thick and heavy. And there are times that I mean, even with the book, for example, the same font that's used for the title of the book, "Sleeping with a Stranger." When you open up the book, and there's the there's the jacket, and Catherine designed all this. But when the jacket, when you look at that. It's got my bio on one side and about on the other uh, side of the inside jacket. And we took that same font, but made it a much heavier weight. So it doesn't, it doesn't look the same, but it's also familiar. It doesn't look out of place. And then use the same font in a lighter, thinner weight for the, for the copy of the bio, if that makes sense. Yeah, it really gives you a versatile tool. And so for you, if you are putting together your own website, your own branding, I would recommend that you just pick two fonts, um, which that may sound really difficult to narrow it down, but I think that's just going to keep you safer. I'm not saying you can't pick more. Of course, that can be done really well, but that's going to probably guarantee more success for more people. And so by picking a font family, that's what they actually call it, a family of different weights and styles. Styles would be regular or italic. Um, you're just going to have a much more versatile tool. And then you don't have to worry about, oh, I need like this style. I need a script. I need a sans. I need a decorative. I need a ge- geometric. You know, you don't have to get crazy with all these different categories of fonts because you can pick one really versatile font family, like Jessica said, with different heaviness to it. So that's really helpful to do. And I would also think this is just a, a side note, a non-font uh, expert opinion on the side here of, of mine. But um, I also think, think about what letter you might use a lot. For example, we use a J a lot for Jessica. And there are fonts that you and I have loved, but the J has been weird. And mm-hmm. we're like, eh, no, we can't use that because that J is weird. We use, we use J a lot. Or a number because uh, we use, we use numbers obviously at different times. And th- there was one font we picked out at the beginning and then, and there was the, a zero that was weird. Remember that there was a, mm-hmm. a weird zero was weird. And I was like, yeah, we can't have that. And so we, you have to take those kinds of things into consideration. I think for my personal opinion, because if you are using certain letters over and over again, like I said, like a capital J, I want, you want to make sure that, that you, that you like that. Do you suggest having, like, for example, I love what you said about like, what, what is the font saying? That's the best way to put it. Catherine. Honestly, that is, that is the best way I've ever heard anyone describe this. Okay. So this should make it a lot easier guys. When you're choosing a font, what is the font saying? So if I were going to look for a divorce attorney, okay. And their font was super scripty and happy and cutesy. I'm not hiring that person because if I need a if I need a divorce attorney, I need something strong and bold and almost scary. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I, need, I need someone who's going to be like, oh, 
these people mean business, like they know what they're doing. And sorry, that's just the only example I could come up with at the moment. But, um, but I'm sure there's lots of different examples, but what, what is your font saying? And another good example of this is Catherine just did our website, jessicazimmerman.com. Now, let me just say, so when she did ZimmermanEvents.com, ZimmermanEducation.com, ZimmermanPodcast.com, we worked with, I think, two fonts, right? Two? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah two fonts. And, um, and they were both very clean and professional. And then the first time I saw JessicaZimmerman.com, I went, what is this font? Like, what is this cutesy little thing? doing right here. And you said to me, and it made so, and then when you said it to me, it made so much sense. You said, JessicaZimmerman.com is more personal. It's mm-hmm. not as business oriented and it has to feel like you're right there. And so when we, when you say something to your audience and then you actually put on there, love Jess, like you just said something and then it's like a note, love Jess, the love Jess needs to be in this more friendly font. And now I love it and it all makes sense to me. But when I first saw it, I was like, wait a minute, what is this? Because I was so used to the very professional, very business. And and like I said, if I didn't have Catherine to 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 help guide me, I'd be I'd be so lost. But that makes so much sense just the way you said that. What what feeling does that font give and, and what is your font saying? I'm excited for you to have that because I think Jessica Zimmerman, it is a personal brand. You've written this really vulnerable memoir. You're letting people into your life. It's a personal brand. And so I think that just kind of shifts the tone a little bit while still being very recognizable with the other fonts that we have already been using. Yeah. And it goes, it goes to your point too, that we talked about in the first episode you and I did together. And we'll put that in the show notes for you, but you can go back and listen to it if you haven't already. But if you'll just get the foundation, which we did the foundation of our branding three years ago, you can build on it eventually. It doesn't mean you're locked to this one thing forever. And that's a way that you built on on this. And so now we've got this third font, you know, three years in that we've that we've added. So listen, I have looked at fonts before uh, when I was trying to do this by myself. There's 10 million fonts out there. And it's like, you can pay for them or you can get them for free. Like where do we access fonts? How do we start to, do do we go on Pinterest and start just doing a search about fonts? Like where do we even begin? Because it's so overwhelming. It is. Well, I have some good news because I have some public boards on Pinterest. I should probably not even have these be public, but I do because I feel (laughs) like they're really valuable for people that are just starting. And I realize not everyone can work with us, but those are, I mean, they're vast libraries of all of the fonts that we love and use and they're really high quality fonts. So I have them organized into serif, sans serif, script, geometric, decorative, all the different categories. So definitely take advantage of that. Our Pinterest is at Crim Brands. So feel free to explore that. But then I would also just say, find some really reputable uh, font foundries. So you can, for your purposes, if you're doing this yourself, I would say instead of going to the actual foundry, because that is just, there's a gazillion of them. That would be like how many wedding planners are there in the world. There's a lot. There's also a lot of font foundries out there. 
So you can go to a reseller, which this would basically be like the department store for fonts where all the different clothing labels are at that one department store. So something like myfonts.com, which I'm sure a lot of you have perused on there. Um, you can make little lists on there. But what I love to do, my biggest tip for you would be to type out your actual company name. Like Jessica said, you also want to look at different characters. You want to look at all the different glyphs and all of that to make sure you like everything. But type out your company name and screenshot it. And the reason for that is then you can actually put that in the context of what you're actually designing. So before you go to license it, you're giving yourself like a little preview to play with. You can put it in different logo configurations, put it at the top of your, you know, placeholder website logo before it's live. Obviously, you haven't licensed it, so don't do this illegally under the table. But just for your own mock-up purposes, that's going to really give you clarity on, does this actually work? I can't tell you how many times I even, like, I even, I've been a designer for 10 plus years, and there's been so many times that I see a font, I'm like, this is perfect, I just know it, and I get, like, really over in love with this font immediately. And then I later go into the design. I've already paid like $300 or whatever for this. I have very expensive taste, by the way. But anyways, especially with fonts. But then I get into the design and I'm like, this totally doesn't work. This, it doesn't look right. So you really have to see it in context. So take that little screenshot. You can also find free trials from a lot of sites. So if that's available to you, that's a really good option as well. When I first started my business, I didn't have the money to pay myself, let alone pay a photographer to take pictures of my work. But let's be honest, the world we live in is so visual that if you don't have good photos, it's almost impossible to connect to clients. To save money, I would photograph my work with my phone and then spend hours editing to give them that bright professional look. I still like saving money, but more than that, I like saving time. That's why I've created my signature mobile presets to bright, clean, professional photos every time. For the first time ever, these presets are available to you. Whether you're wanting to post professional quality photos of your personal life or your work without shelling out thousands of dollars for a photo shoot, these presets are perfect for you. I use my presets all the time to spruce up pictures of me with my kids, my travel adventures, or to share what's new in my business. Go check out my Instagram account at Jessica Zimmerman underscore. You'll see professional photos and my own edited iPhone pictures, both bright and clean. It's hard to tell the difference. To see the presets in action, go to ZimmermanPodcast.com slash presets and get yours today. That's ZimmermanPodcast.com slash P-R-E-S-E-T-S. Like I said, use my example as your warning, as your, as your, you know, your caution. If you are someone who gives quotes, big, like itemized, you know, a long list of quotes and stuff of, of numbers, make sure that the numbers are legible. Yeah, as well, because that's important. But also, I just love what you said about you really do only need to. You really only need to. And when you look at my website, when you look at your website, I mean, even I, I love how there's a testimony on there and the testimony itself is font a let's just say we have font a and font b is font a italicized and then underneath it the name you know the hyphen in the name showing the testimony is still font a but it's not italicized and maybe it's a little thicker in weight 
you guys are looking at websites and what a lot of people are attracted to is something that is clean and simple. We want it to be easy on our eyes. And I think that sometimes when people are trying to do their own branding, we can get really excited about fonts and we don't want to make it as, and we get down to four or five favorites and we're like, we can't choose. We're not going to choose. We're going to get them all. And it's, um, and it, it is busying your website. And so really two is the, is the way to go there. Two is the way to go. Do you suggest, and I think you already probably explained this in the beginning about the whole feeling, but, or what is your font saying? But I think a lot of people go into it and think I need a, a regular font and I need a script. And that is not the case, right? Oh, amen. It's definitely not the case. But I can see how if you're looking at examples within a certain industry, you might think that's the way you have to go. But ultimately, I think you could go with a serif and a sans serif. There's even situations where you can I go with... Answer. I don't yeah, even know. What let me unpack that. Sorry. <laughs> I get like, I'm so into fonts. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just nerding out about all this stuff. I love so. it, but we need to know it. We need to know it. It doesn't yeah. have something to do with the hooks. It, that's, it. that's it. You nailed it. Yeah. So it's basically just the terminals of the letter. So terminal meaning like the end of it. There's the little hooks, like Jessica's saying. That's a serif. Like a T. Sometimes a T hooks like a J. Mm-hmm. Like a lowercase T will mm-hmm. hook like a J. And sometimes it doesn't. So a serif font, does a serif font hook or not hook? It has the hooks. Yep. Okay. So a serif font hooks. Okay. So go ahead. Keep explaining. And then sans just means without. So literally without the hooks would be sans serif. So those are going to be your two most common categories, but you also have scripts. Um, there's a bunch of different ones, which I don't think we need to get that technical, but I would say you can just pick a sans serif and a serif. And that will serve you really well, especially if you're wanting to use this for maybe the first two years you're in business, and then you want to elevate up level, you know, after that with a a full rebrand with a designer. But I think that will definitely give you a clean and effective, compelling site. You can still pick Serif that has a lot of nuance. Like if you look at Zimmerman's, um, that Serif we used actually has quite a bit of personality. It's a pretty bold Serif. It's a pretty unique one. It's not one you like see everywhere. It's more of like, it's got like this high-end fashion vibe, but in a very different spin. So it was something that we just really fell in love with for Jessica three years ago. But yeah, so you can definitely pick a Serif and still have a lot of personality. So I think it's a misnomer that you need to have something really flourishy or something really over the top. These nuances don't need to be super loud with your fonts. I think if anything, I would say try not to pick a font for your brand if you're doing this yourself that has a lot of like curly cues or a lot of little weird details just because that you're going to be very limited in how you can apply that. It's not going to be super versatile. And when you go to type a headline to say, hey, we can't wait to work with you on your website, it's going to be hard to read. It's just going to look cumbersome. That might look good, like for your actual logo, like for four letters or five letters or something. But just keep in mind kind of your text length when you're looking at fonts too, because they really have different purposes. Some fonts are just supposed to be uh, decorative or headline fonts, which that's really different than like typing more words with it. Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah. And like, and like she was saying, you can totally take a serif font. That's the one with the hooks and um, you can do a lighter weight and italicize it and it can look more 
feminine or more scripty, or it can just have that, that lighter feel and without having to then also buy a script font or something. So you can, I I love that point of just making sure it has the different weights and, and everything that's really important. And then my final tip would be to give yourself a, a, once again, a deadline for this, like look at fonts, get, get inspiration for some fonts on some industry sites that are not your industry. And then she gave great tips about putting, go ahead and getting your name or your business name in it and, and seeing if you like it. And then do not let this last a a month. You know what I mean? Like, do not, no, that's not helping. Give yourself, you know, a deadline to do that and, and to, and to knock this out, get it done so you can get going and actually get, you know, clients and (laughs) start making money. That's what you're in it for. At the end of the day, we're in business. So let's do that. Okay. So Catherine, if somebody is like, you know what, I just, I just don't have the energy to look at fonts and I just want to hire you. Um, tell us where they can find you. And then guys, next time we are going to talk with Catherine um, on our fourth and final mini episode. So I'm so excited, but go ahead and tell us where we can find you. At Creme Brands on Instagram or cremebrands.com is our website. Perfect. Okay. Well, thanks for being here, Catherine. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Zimmerman Podcast. Make sure you listen to all the episodes in this mini series with my branding expert and friend, Catherine Jo Wakem of Krim Brands. This series is chock full of practical advice and every episode with her is like a branding masterclass. We have just one episode with Catherine left, so don't miss it. And remember, we are just a few short weeks away from the launch of my memoir, Sleeping with a Stranger. If you love listening to this podcast, you've got to get the audiobook. If you're dying to hear more, you can get it May 1st, so mark your calendars. I'll see you next time on Zimmerman Podcast. If you loved what you heard today, even if you liked it a lot, you should subscribe and leave a review. We'll see you back here next time in the Zimmerman Podcast.